0: It lays the predicate and the foundation for the development of a weather satellite that will permit man to determine the world's cloud layer and ultimately to control the weather. And he who controls the weather will
1: control the world. From tropical islands, total incinerations to Death Valley hurricanes that may turn the hottest place in the world into a lakeside resort, what's next? Inter-Hurricane Hillary. Hurricane Hillary could bring high-impact deluge to California's southwest. That report was from the climate engineering cover-up agency, AccuWeather.com. They say the environment is ripe for Hurricane Hillary to rapidly intensify during the next few days. The Hurricane Center stated this, noting sea surface temperatures near 86 degrees and low wind shear. Question. Why are there still no hurricanes year after year impacting the clusters of oil rigs in the record-warm Gulf of Mexico with sea surface temperatures pushing 100 degrees? Just nature being nice to big oil? Again, the U.S. military commenced its hurricane manipulation operations in 1947. How far have they advanced their weapons of mass destruction in the last 76 years? And while pondering that question from AccuWeather.com again... Hurricane Hillary may transform the hottest place on Earth into a massive lake. From that report, tropical downpours could turn Death Valley into a desert oasis, and, the report states, could lead to some problems. We'll soon find out. From devastating droughts to highly destructive deluges, the climate engineers control the spigot. Welcome to the world of covert weather warfare. Back to the burndowns from the Washington Post. Wildfire risks are rising across the U.S. from Hawaii to Oregon to Texas. Report says in the wake of the catastrophic Maui wildfires, fire risks are escalating in several parts of the United States, fueling fears that dangerous blazes could strike during late summer and fall. That's the scheduled weather at this point. The initial wildfire warning map, literally, this is the beginning of the week, stopped at the California and northern Nevada border though all that's now changed with numerous wildfires having been ignited on the once again drying and frying formerly golden state of California. The climate engineering script is subject to constant change, something to deeply consider and always to remember. The Washington Post report continues with this. This week, a prolonged and intense heat wave is bearing down on the Pacific Northwest with days of record-breaking triple-digit temperatures. Red flag warnings are, in effect, through Tuesday for high fire danger along the Cascade Range because of hot, dry, and unstable conditions. While the National Weather Service in Portland is warning that a combination of dry forest fuels, gusty winds, and low humidity will cause rapid spread of new or existing fires. Translation, more fires are scheduled for the Pacific Northwest while Hurricane Hillary is scheduled to turn Death Valley again into a lakeside resort. And about our skies, the now non-blue kind, the always various degrees of hazy silvery white at best kind, and the filthy dirty white more often than not kind, especially when one looks horizontally toward the horizon. Filthy dirty skies, you can barely make out cumulus clouds if there are any over the surrounding mountains. And no, it's not just smoke or smog. Geoengineering operations and the relentless jet dispersions of climate engineering, solar radiation management elements has long since turned our once blue skies into a toxic waste dump. And now, with much of the planet burning to the ground, literally, we get to inhale smoke and climate engineering fallout. Truly a toxic brew. Aluminum. Barium, strontium, manganese, polymer fibers, surfactants, graphene, the list goes on and on. How long can you hold your breath? And all of this is on top of all the industrialized pollution that's already being spewed into our skies. It's a wonder we can walk and talk at this point. How much longer will we be able to? From Fox Weather, ongoing flash drought increases wildfire concerns in Texas. Yes, so-called flash drought, a term that we now hear so much. And many have accepted this term And this condition is natural, a random act of nature when it is anything but. What many don't know or understand about climate intervention operations is that they are much more effective at completely cutting off precipitation than even augmenting it. But both are part of climate engineering operations, both well within their ability. From PHYS.org, military joins wildfire fight in Canada's far north. People seem to have forgotten Canada is totally incinerating. It's getting worse, not better. This report states the following. Canada's military has deployed to the far north in the fight against hundreds of -of out-of-control wildfires as residents fled the advancing blazes. It's still near a thousand wildfires. Siberia, the same. From the Washington Post, Portland hits August record of 108 amid extreme Pacific Northwest heat wave. What's at the core? of this scenario, yet another ionosphere heater-induced high-pressure heat dome. This isn't a denial of the ongoing planetary meltdown from countless other forms of highly destructive human activity. What it is, is climate engineering operations further fueling an already catastrophic scenario. Again, what we face, what's occurring, what will continue to occur and accelerate, isn't a this or that scenario, it's a this and that equation dichotomous black-and-white conclusions are not correct. From the Washington Post, the Pacific Northwest is the latest target in summer's extreme heat epidemic. That's an interesting choice of words, isn't it, from the Washington Post. The Pacific Northwest is the latest target in extreme heat epidemic. Are the controllers laughing it up behind closed doors as the matrix media they control actually eludes to their activities, knowing that no matter what they do, no matter how catastrophic, the vast majority will likely choose to keep their heads in the sand till the brutal, bitter end, which now draws near. You're listening to the weekly installment of the commercial-free, non-political, global alert news report, The End of the World as We Know It broadcast brought to you by geoengineeringwatch.org, the largest and most visited website in the world on the subject of global climate engineering operations, aka weather warfare. Reaching a critical mass of awareness is the only way forward in this fight. Geoengineering Watch shirts, hoodies, and our full color printed climate engineering awareness materials can get the conversation going with family and friends so we can start spot fires of awareness and stoke those until we have By our combined efforts, a shockwave of awakening that will circle the globe, that will alter the current paradigm in the right direction. Every day counts in this all-important battle. Geoengineering Watch awareness raising materials can be found on the homepage of geoengineeringwatch.org. Our only goal, to fully expose and halt the climate engineering assault. Pressing on with more bad news, and let's start with this. A short rewind to better put current conditions into context. Back to the Lone Star State that in recent years has endured below zero temperatures that were, at the very time it happened, 33 degrees colder in Dallas than it was at the North Pole. That's February 16th, 2021. Dallas was negative two. The North Pole, 31 degrees above and all this happened with moisture straight off the record warm Gulf of Mexico. Welcome to patented processes of chemical ice nucleation cloud seeding. Check the Engineering Winter section on the homepage of geoengineeringwatch.org to learn more. Anyone that still believes all this, the off the charts weather and temperature whiplash, are just random acts of nature, time to recheck your reality. Keep all that I just covered in mind as I cover the next few headlines. Again, from chemical Texas flash freezes to ionosphere heater induced high pressure heat domes. On that note, from the Washington Post, quote, ridiculous heat keeps tormenting Texas with no end in sight. The Post report states a number of major Texas cities have been facing triple digit highs for six weeks or more. The blistering temperatures are combining with oppressive humidity to push heat indexes to 120 degrees or more in some areas. The extreme warmth stems from the same, quote, heat dome, this is straight from the Washington Post report, or stagnant high-pressure ridge that helped Phoenix log a month straight of 110-degree high temperatures and become the first major American city to ever set an average monthly temperature over 100 degrees. That's the average day and night combined monthly temperature. We're entering realms where regions are going to become uninhabitable. Those that don't believe that will soon. And the high-pressure heat dome that stays in place is not a result of nature. This technology exists. Ionosphere heaters are real. Their ability to do this exact scenario is not scientifically disputed. And under these high-pressure heat domes, especially if you're in the epicenter, the air is still, stagnant, motionless. Condensing air creates even more heat. Brutally oppressive. And that is, again, not to deny other forms of human damage that are harming the energy balance of the planet. But this heaped on top is truly a lethal mix getting worse by the day. Let's add this headline. Relentless Texas heat waves set stage for critical wildfire dangers. All of these puzzle pieces fit together. Yes, more wildfires are scheduled. Bake them, burn them, drought them out, drown them with deluge, cyclones, or bombard them with massive hail, and then blame it all on nature. Welcome to Climate Engineering. The so-called ridiculously resilient ridges back over the Pacific Northwest. This also is an ionosphere heater induced high pressure heat dome as I just covered. If you don't believe this level of atmospheric modification technology exists, I completely understand. It's truly difficult to assimilate, but consider how long has technology like atomic bombs, hydrogen bombs existed? And now we have enough of them to kill all life on Earth, hundreds if not thousands of times over. And the human race is still making more. True definition of insanity. About ionosphere heater installations like HARP in Alaska, they are covert weapons of mass destruction being peddled to populations as benign research facilities which couldn't be further from the truth. So about the strengthening ionosphere heater induced high pressure heat dome over the Pacific Northwest, why? First, it must always be understood and remembered that those that are truly in power, those that are actually pulling the strings, aka those who print currencies and thus control militaries and countries, aren't there to help you. Populations, especially the often armed citizens of the U.S., are a rapidly increasing liability to those in power as the planet's life support systems hurl toward total collapse, the Atmospheric pressure zones help them to steer upper-level wind currents, which helps them to steer moisture currents and storms. Frequency transmissions, core part of the climate engineering insanity. What are the controllers capable of at this most dire moment in the history and, indeed, the existence of our species? Again, I cite the on-the-record statement from the former U.S. presidential advisor for a half-century of U.S. presidents, Signew Brzezinski, who said, quote, with today's technology, it is far easier to kill a million people than to control them. And if plan A fails, there's always plan B. Again, a reminder of the 2.4 billion hollow point bullets that were purchased in 2012 by U.S. government agencies like so-called Homeland Security. That's about seven bullets for every single American alive today. Ask yourself, why would the agencies of the criminal cabal masquerading as the U.S. government want or need so many bullets? Next, if you think that many of your fellow Americans that work for government agencies, including the military, wouldn't carry out such an assault against their own citizens, think again. Take the time to investigate the Milgram experiments, which proved otherwise. What did the Milgram experiments prove? That the vast majority of human beings will do whatever they're told. Even in the case of the Milgram experiments, Administer a lethal dose of electricity to a human subject on the other side of a one-way mirror, so long as they were being told to do so by someone they perceived to be in authority. So there you have it. The moral bankruptcy of so many in the ranks of the human race, virtue and honor, and following a compass heading of self-determination based on those foundational traits have been programmed out of far too many who now no longer think for themselves, they do what they're told, especially when they believe that doing so will somehow preserve their personal paradigm for even just a bit longer. These are truly dark days on planet Earth. More fires and more scheduled from Euronews.com. Holiday makers warned to stay extremely vigilant as wildfires in France force thousands to evacuate. Don't see much of that on U S televised matrix media, do we? We only see scripted political idiocy designed to capture both sides of the fence in endless theater. Skynews.com called the fires in France, quote, catastrophic. And with these fires that so often now have wind fanning and fueling them, remember and consider the bellows effect. This radically increases heat, just like an oxygen acetylene torch. Consider that that when you burn acetylene, it's perhaps a 1,400 degree temperature, something in that range at best. When you add oxygen, temperatures go up to 6,000 plus degrees. When you push this air through any form of fuel, radically changes conditions from what they would have otherwise been. Here's more on all that smoke that so many no longer even seem to notice, let alone care about. From the Michigan University School of Public Health, Air pollution risks, exploring links between wildfires, farming, and increased dementia cases. The report states no amount of air pollution is good for the brain. Again, when you seek so-called safe limits of fine particle air pollution, there is no safe limits for fine particle air pollution. That's simply a lie. Designed to pacify populations, the report continues. But wildfires and the emissions resulting from agriculture and farming, in particular, may pose especially toxic threats to cognitive health, according to new research from the University of Mich- Michigan School of Public Health. This report then states, "Quote: This research suggests that it's not just sending people with respiratory ailments to the hospital, but there may also be longer-lasting effects to the body." There's no could, may, might in this equation. It's a given. So when we have particles from elements like glyphosate blowing around agricultural regions and we have elements like aluminum raining down through the air column along with many other toxic elements, when these elements are combined you get synergistic toxicity and we know in the case of some of these elements in the case of aluminum and mercury, the overall toxicity when those two metals are combined escalates as much as 10,000%. That's a hundred times worse. So As we cover more headlines on heat domes and wildfires, keep in mind what you're inhaling with every breath you take. Not speculation. Lab test proven fact. Our air is filthy from many sources, especially including the one that no official agency will admit to. Climate intervention operations and the fallout of the same. Nanoparticles that aren't even looked for by any official air testing agency, let alone disclosed. New from severeweather.eu, a new powerful heat wave is forecast to intensify across Western and Central Europe. As we head into the final two weeks of summer 2023, a heat dome engulfs the continent. We see it again and again and again. High pressure heat dome core to these scenarios. The report continues a strong blocking high pressure zone, forming a feature known as a heat dome, intensifies heat waves underneath. This specific weather pattern brings excessive heat and very high temperatures at the surface. They continue, the heat dome works like a lid on a pot. The extensive dome of heat results in the trapping of hot air masses at all levels underneath with sinking layers toward the ground. That sinking, compressing air, by the way, generating even more heat. Therefore, the air mass becomes anomalously warm at the lowest elevations. Now this headline, scorching heat will return to Spain and Portugal. Those are major agricultural regions and that agriculture and that production is being crushed not just from drought, not just from the heat, also from the intense uv from the disintegrating ozone layer, climate engineering core to that equation as well. Let's add this puzzle piece news from cosmosmagazine.com. Climate change, they say is messing with photosynthesis in unexpected ways. New science has showed the rate of photosynthesis around the globe has been had been increasing, but now there's evidence that the rate has slowed and might soon plateau. It hasn't slowed, it's plummeting. The so-called climate scientists are so far behind the curve on this, as usual. They don't want to disclose what's really unfolding to populations until it's far too late. This report continues with a statement. The researchers think this is probably due to an increased vapor pressure deficit, or VPD. How many times have I brought that up on this broadcast? And finally... Some from the so-called climate science community are starting to admit to it. They say the VPD is the difference between the amount of moisture in the air and how much moisture the air can hold when it's saturated. Basically, it's a measure of how dry air is. They continue, The new modeling study published in the journal Science has found that the former increase in photosynthesis has slowed since 2001 due to an adverse effect of climate change. That's only a half-truth. Yes, photosynthesis declines as it approaches 104 degrees, stops completely at 104 degrees, but what else aren't they telling us about VPD when you have geoengineering jet aircraft saturating skies all over the globe with desiccant particles that lower atmospheric RH in many regions. They can augment it in some regions. They can seed to create rain. They can seed to diminish or completely eliminate rain, but these desiccant particles create and fuel the VPD scenario. So this report continues with this increased VPD drier air imposes water stress on photosynthesis because it causes more water to evaporate from plants tissues through transpiration. As a result, the study states of temperature rise induced increases in VPD global ecosystem. Photosynthesis has become suppressed and thus so has the ability of global ecosystems to assimilate carbon. The authors write in their study, how long have I said this on this broadcast, going on 10 years, that the former carbon sinks of boreal forests are now carbon sources because of the conditions just described here and the intense UV radiation and the toxic rain that's poisoning soil microbiome and root systems. All of this combines to create zombie forests that aren't absorbing carbon that aren't releasing oxygen that have no force smell to them this is a ubiquitous total contamination of the entire planet not just with industrialized pollution but intentional dispersions of highly toxic climate engineering elements with virtually no consideration of the consequences to the entire web of life on our planet Final statement from this report. The authors suggest that existing climate data and projections indicate that this trend will likely continue into the future. Climate engineering is certainly going to continue. It's the covert weapon of the controllers, a weapon with which they can bring populations to their knees without those populations ever even knowing they're under assault. Question. Did that final statement really take a team of scientists to sort out that, quote, this trend will likely continue into the future, end quote? What a powerful, deductive Reasoning from our power structure institution of higher learning educated so-called scientists that once you crash your car through the guardrail and are sailing through the air, your journey will likely continue into the foreseeable future or until you hit the bottom of the canyon, which is coming soon for the whole of the human race and the entire web of life, which we are unfortunately taking down with us. New from MSN.com, South America's scorching winter is decimating crops and threatening lives. Reports says experts say the extreme weather is already threatening critical biodiversity and the lives of millions in a region where many reside in slums or informal housing with little infrastructure. Let's put this into a larger context. About 37 countries around the world are descending into collapse and chaos now. There isn't enough to go around. There isn't enough to eat. They can't grow enough food. And all that I just covered about VPD, ozone layer destruction, toxic rain or no rain, all of it is a part of the problem. Far too many in first world nations, America at the top of the list, think that they're immune to what's coming. Think again. This week in the forest-surrounded northern California city of Redding, record high temperatures day and night, temperatures into the one teens during the day, and barely dropping below a 100 at night. At 1 a.m. Wednesday morning this week, In Redding, California, it was still 95 degrees. And no, not just because it's summer, as so many would like to convince themselves of, but because the planet's energy balance has been completely obliterated. 95 degrees at 1 a.m. in this location is about 25 degrees above historical normals. But because it's been slowly and steadily worsening every year, many try to convince themselves that it's all just the way it should be, which couldn't be further from the truth. From Yahoo News, fear of the big melt turns into big relief along California's eastern Sierra. And what are they alluding to? Sublimation. This is a factor that Geoengineering Watch has sounded the alarm about for so many years, chemically nucleated frozen material tends to sublimate, a.k.a. much of it transitions directly from a solid to a gas, bypassing the liquid phase, thus much less runoff than there should be or would have been with naturally nucleated snow, not to mention the toxicity factor of chemical snow. Let's plug that into this headline. This is a follow-up on the Colorado River situation, which will continue to worsen. This is more on the sublimation factor. Again, new from CNN. How much water is left in the Colorado River? Question mark. Scientists and officials are scrambling to find out. Reports that scientists have watched in recent. Winters as blockbuster snow seemingly disappeared before it reached the Colorado River's headwaters. University of Washington environmental engineering professor Jessica Lundquist told CNN her team is trying to figure out how much snow is evaporating straight into the atmosphere without melting into water, a process called sublimation. Question Are these so called scientists even bothering to test the runoff for climate engineering chemical ice nucleation contamination? Of course not. They just do as they're told. They don't look any further than their power structure paymasters allow. They all know how long their leash is. Here's a new example of chemical ice nucleation from AccuWeather. Colorado adds entry to record books following an incredible hailstorm. This is a hailstone measuring 5.25 inches in diameter. Consider no matter how hot it gets, the hail keeps increasing and getting bigger. Not nature, chemical ice nucleation, cloud seeding, patented processes. From science.org, Southern Alaska as a source of atmospheric mineral dust and ice nucleating particles. This is, again, part of the climate engineering cover-up. Let's consider this new science study that concludes that all the extra ice that's now forming in the clouds of just about every storm of any significance, even pop-up thunderstorms in 120-degree deserts, are dropping extreme hail quantity, and size, and the so-called scientists are telling us to ignore the geoengineering jet that we can see spraying into the cloud cover over these storms. We're told it's just dust from Alaska, or Africa, or wherever. Nothing to see here, we're told. Geoengineering Watch has tested numerous forms of frozen material from many storms in many regions. Chemical ice nucleating elements are present in this frozen precipitation inarguable conclusion again patented processes of chemical ice nucleation and cloud seeding are being utilized to create short-term temporary toxic surface cooldowns this is the core causal factor behind the increasingly extreme weather and temperature whiplash scenarios on the surface am i saying there's nothing else wrong with the climate except climate engineering no Absolutely not. I'm not saying that. Never have, never will. Industrialized, militarized society in countless forms has decimated the planet in the geologic blink of an eye. What I am saying is this. Climate engineering, a.k.a. weather warfare, is the core causal factor regarding the extreme swings from hot to surface cold and back again. From weatherradar.com, warmer at the Arctic Circle than in Germany. Even meteorologists don't see something like this every day, the report says. It's significantly warmer along the Arctic Circle than in parts of southern Europe. Stop and think about that. Describe that situation with Texas earlier in this broadcast from wionews.com. World's biggest permafrost crater thaws due to climate change threatens Russian cities. What are they talking about? They're referring to collapsing regions of forest due to extreme and accelerating permafrost thawing. What else goes with this? Massive methane crater blowouts. Thawing methane deposits that are literally exploding into the atmosphere. Search Siberian methane craters. The images will shock you. And all of this is going on and has been going on while we see a constant, never-ending stream of political theater on U.S. televised media. The climate engineers are desperately and destructively trying to mask the meltdown of the polar regions, even if they have to kill the entire web of life to do it, including us. As counterintuitive as it may seem, the wildfires are a part of this equation. Search wildfires serve geoengineering agenda to learn what most would rather not know. No more progressive seasonal changes on Earth in so many regions. Now so often, changes are catastrophically abrupt and toxic. Climate engineering fallout, along with industrialized pollution of every imaginable variety, are contaminating our air, our water, our soils again in every breath we take. Industrialized, militarized solution to all of this? Just drill more and ship it across the rapidly melting Arctic. On that note, from highnorthnews.com, Russian oil shipments via Arctic accelerate with four more tankers now en route to China. They say the unusual activity also extends to much smaller oil carriers known as shuttle tankers, future shipments with non ice class vessels. Earlier this year, Russian officials stated their intention to use non-ice class tankers to ship oil across the Arctic. This is a follow-up report. I've been over this on previous broadcasts. This is because the Arctic is melting, and they are considering at this point, I'm speaking about official agencies, they're considering the ice cap to be any area of Arctic Ocean that is 15% slush or more. Isn't that still 85% ocean? How can they possibly call that ice cap? Again, falsification of data across the board. What we are seeing on official high temperatures is a radical underreporting, not overreporting like many claim and would like to believe, underreporting. We are far further into this curve than almost any dare to face at this point. How are Russian forests doing overall? Not so well. From the Moscow Times, hundreds of wildfires are blazing across Russia's Republic of Sakha. Again, there are nearly 1,000 in the whole of Siberia, much like Canada. Almost no one has a clue about what's happening there. From the WashingtonPost.com, reeling Arctic glaciers are leaving bubbling methane in their wake, scientists warn. All part of the same picture I'm trying to paint here. Scientists working in one of the world's fastest warming places found that rapidly retreating glaciers are triggering methane release into the atmosphere, a potent greenhouse gas that causes global temperatures to rise. Most concerning? Is the apparent age of the methane, they say. The fact that it appears to be ancient suggests it could be coming from very large underground reservoirs. Exactly. The bigger fear, they say, is not just what's happening in localized regions, but rather what it would mean if the phenomenon is much more widespread. Yes, far more widespread. Mass methane expulsion from thawing clathrate deposits are a near-term existential threat heaped on top of many other converging near-term existential threats, like, for example, the 442 nuclear power plants that are going to melt down when societal collapse hits hard and there is no one to man these plants to keep them cool. Decommissioning a nuclear facility takes about 30 years, some estimate 50 years. That's not going to happen. There's not going to be anybody around to carry this out. Think about it. And we're building 60 more nuke plants right now. The human race is hell-bent on its own near-term self-annihilation. On that note of good cheer, from France24.com, Canada's northernmost city ordered to evacuate as wildfires approach. The report says, The crisis in the town of Yellowknife is the newest chapter of a terrible summer for wildfires in Canada. As flames spread quickly across the country, forcing tens of thousands of people to evacuate, and charring vast swaths of land. How many Americans know this? How many They focus on one or two incidents, and they ignore the rest. That's what media does, Matrix Media. More than 1,000 wildfires are burning across the vast country. The city's nearly 20,000 residents, they're talking about Yellowknife, were told to leave. There's only one highway open to the south. Commercial and military flights were also being arranged. This season, megafires have spread across Canada with remarkable intensity, forcing 168,000 people to flee their homes and scorching 13.5 million hectares. That's... A bit over 30 million acres, I believe. For the record, Yellowknife is Canada's northernmost city, not far from the Arctic Circle. From the UK Guardian, the desperate race to create a protection zone around the rapidly melting Arctic. Ice once protected, the report says, the Arctic Ocean from threats. But as it melts, it exposes the sea to fishing, shipping, mining, and pollution. Yeah, that'll fix everything. Just designate a, quote, protection zone, which the powers that be won't pay a moment's attention to. And why would they, given the fact that the majority of the population is still more than willing to be entertained with never-ending political theater? And there's this. New from ScienceDaily.com, yet another dose of deep denial by the so-called science community. Here's the new study headline. could artificially dimming the sun prevent ice melts? Researchers have now investigated the report says whether it would be possible to prevent the melting of ice sheets by artificially dimming the sun. The results show, they say, that artificial influence does not work without decarbonization and entails, quote, high risks. There you have it. More deception and denial from the so-called experts of the so-called climate science community continuing to pretend that climate engineering, a.k.a. weather warfare, hasn't already been fully deployed for over 75 years, being ramped up all along the way with catastrophic results that are manifesting by the day. Welcome to the asylum. Hang on. The ride's about to get real. You're listening to the weekly installment of Global Alert News, the Bad News Broadcast, installment number 419, August 19th. 2023. This is Dane Wiginton, your host. Global Alert News is brought to you by geoengineeringwatch.org, the largest and most visited website in the world on the subject of climate intervention operations known as geoengineering. The commercial-free, non-political Global Alert News Hour broadcast is currently being aired on 27 AM and FM stations throughout the country. All recent recordings of this broadcast can be found on the homepage of geoengineeringwatch.org under the Recent Column. Geoengineering Watch wishes to express our deepest gratitude to those that have helped us to expand our reach and thus our voice in this desperate last hour effort to sound the alarm. If you're on our email list, please put us on your email contact book so that our mail outs don't go to the spam files. Please help us to share the groundbreaking documentary, The Dimming, which fully exposes the climate engineering atrocities. The best way to share is by circulating the direct link to the dimming by email directly from the homepage of geoengineeringwatch.org. Sharing directly helps us to overcome social media censorship. When viewing our YouTube of the dimming or global alert news or any other geoengineeringwatch video on YouTube, please subscribe, share, comment. All of which helps us to circulate critically important data to a much wider audience. About reaching those that still aren't looking up, Geoengineering Watch awareness raising materials can be found on our homepage. Our only goal, again, is to provide activists what they need to move this fight forward. There's very high quality printed materials with shocking images, pictures worth a thousand words, as the proverb goes. We have Geoengineering Watch hoodies and shirts, both with very high quality four color images on both sides. images of a military tanker descending down over the planet and spraying a dimming sun is in the background with this caption, Stop Climate Engineering. Investigate. And below that, geoengineeringwatch.org so that people can find a credible source of information to continue their investigation. Scannable business cards and bumper stickers, all effective tools to help strike up a conversation on the climate engineering issue. Waking the Masses to the climate engineering assault, is the great imperative of our time. If we can expose it, we can stop it from the inside out as we awaken our military brothers and sisters to what they're participating in, i.e. their own demise and ours. If you're willing to share a picture of yourself with a geoengineering watch shirt or hoodie, perhaps at a gym, farmer's market, or busy street downtown, please send your photo to us so we can post it as part of our activist compilation, which is now part of our materials page. The images encourage others to make their voices heard in this all-important battle the sound, the alarm. It's a team effort, and this fight will take all of us. Stay tuned for input and directions on how to make your voice heard in this all-important battle. And to all those that are marching forward in this fight, in spite of the increasing day-to-day challenges we all face, you have my deepest undying gratitude. We march together. Moving on from moroccoworldnews.com. Morocco records new heat record as temperatures surpass. 50 degrees C for first time. That's about 122 degrees Fahrenheit, something in that range. The report then says this exceptional heat underlies the increasing concerns over global warming and its impacts on climate patterns. Social media platforms have been flooded with numerous unsettling videos showing menacing sandstorms that have engulfed Moroccan cities. We see exactly none of this on Matrix Media television. And again, high pressure heat dome a part of this equation. Over and over. There's as many as a hundred ionosphere heater facilities all over the world. And though there has been previously cooperation, even between otherwise adversarial nations behind the curtain on climate engineering operations, that may now be changing as implosion accelerates to covert weather warfare between nations. We can't know the totality of what's occurring behind the curtain, but none of it bodes well. Not for the human race, not for the web of life the headline, same theme. Istanbul's Water Authority head calls for water saving amid catastrophic drought. Climate engineers control the spigot, meaning they control the flow of moisture, thus they control food production, thus they control populations. This has been going on for decades, from, from Africa to many other nations, controlling their ability to produce food for their populations and bringing their governments to their knees behind the curtain. Reminder of this report, already mentioned earlier in this broadcast, Washington Post. Ridiculous heat keeps tormenting Texas with no end in sight. Louisiana is about to be hit with the same. Same theme from the UK Guardian. Heat deaths surge in U.S. as hottest city as governor declares statewide heat emergency. Reminder of this, July was the hottest ever month globally. Phoenix had the hottest month ever recorded in US. City, a U.S. city, temperatures hit 115 on 17 days, breaking the previous record of six days set just in 2020. And here's an update on the superheating seas from the UK Guardian. Quote, huge coral bleaching unfolding across the Americas prompts fears of global tragedy. Scientists stunned by unprecedented heat stress events say that they can only hope it motivates and unites people. The report says the world's ocean temperatures have been at record high levels for months. Corals across several countries are bleaching and dying in mass from unprecedented levels of heat stress, prompting fears that an unfolding tragedy in Central America, North America, and the Caribbean could become a global event. There's no could may mind. It already is. U.S. government scientists have confirmed reefs in Panama, Colombia, El Salvador, Costa Rica, Mexico, and six countries in the Caribbean, including the Bahamas and Cuba, are suffering significant bleaching alongside corals in Florida. The frequency of heat stress events suggested climate models have underestimated the severity of extreme events. I have said that so many times on this broadcast. It's not as bad as we're being told. It's exponentially worse than we're being told. And so many have decided to conclude otherwise, because that is simply an orchestration of the power structure to put people like Al Gore in the spotlight, total hypocrites, flying around in their private jets, no solar in their homes, owning stock in the companies they claim to be fighting, and thus, so many conclude that because of that hypocrisy, because they're making money off disaster, disaster capitalists, then it must not be real couldn't be further from the truth again this reminder how many make money off war both sides of the war did the war not happen did people not die we need to sift the baby from the bathwater, and we are perilously close to hitting the wall at full velocity aka runaway climate collapse being further fueled by climate intervention operations on top of what industrialized militarized insanity has done to the planet here's the new headline from usa today Miami playground surface hits 177.9 degrees amid record-breaking heat in Florida. It's not just the heat, it's the UV radiation that's causing this intense surface heat buildup. The article states Florida reporters measured the surfaces of popular outdoor spots during excessive heat. Most were well over the threshold to burn human skin. The sand on South Beach, Florida reached 137 degrees. That's well over the temperature that's hot enough to burn the skin which the report states occurs at 110 degrees. Florida, what a vacation spot it's becoming. Superheating seas, toxic hydrogen sulfide-emitting seaweed covering beaches, flesh-eating bacteria in the waters. And about Miami in particular, they're spending somewhere in the range of about a billion dollars a year on their increasing struggle to keep their streets dry from flooding due to subsidence and rising seas. Moving on, more fun facts from Florida, this time from Fox News. Dengue virus spreads across Florida counties, health officials say. Question, should we wonder about the timing of this spread, given the mass release of GMO mosquitoes in that state? You decide. So there you have it. Florida, the state with superheating seas, hydrogen sulfide releasing dead sargassum seaweed covering the beaches, along with dead fish and other forms of marine life, dead coral reefs, flesh-eating bacteria lurking in the surf, and all of it getting worse as sea level rise continues. And California isn't much better, if any. Dying, burning forests, swarming and dying streams, toxic snow, the list goes on and on. And most of the rest of the world, in one form or another, similar declines. And yes, there are many looking through rose-colored glasses. They don't see it. They won't. Until the moment of impact. On that note, back to the existential threat of thawing methane deposits and stupid statements from so-called scientists. From phys.org. Here's the headline. First, rising methane could be a sign that Earth's climate is partway through a termination-level transition. Molecule for molecule, methane, the report says, is a much more potent greenhouse gas than CO2. They should tell us exactly how much more. It's 120 times more potent over a 10-year time horizon. It's hundreds of times more potent over a one-year time horizon, but they don't tell us that in most cases. They say 20 times more potent in some cases. That's over a 100-year time horizon. So much deception. The report says methane is both a driver and a messenger of climate change, in this case, and under this scenario, more correctly termed, an abrupt climate collapse. The new report goes on to say, quote, we don't know why it's now rising so rapidly, end quote. But the report states, quote, today's growth seems to be driven by new emissions from wetlands, especially near the equator, but perhaps also from Canada. They say beavers are methane factories, beavers. Beavers which pull huge amounts of plant matter into ponds that they move. Well, there you have it. It's not the countless forms of unimaginably destructive human activity, like cutting down forests and paving the planet, poisoning waters and soils, burning 100 million barrels of oil every single day with highly toxic ozone layer-destroying climate engineering, a.k.a. weather warfare, on top of all of it. No. The so-called scientists claim it's those pesky beavers that are causing a, quote, termination-level transition a.k.a. abrupt climate collapse. As I've stated so many times on so many broadcasts, we live in a planetary asylum where we are trained, taught, and programmed from birth to blindly trust the so-called experts that in so many cases, like this one, are completely clueless, in fact, criminally clueless, or they're nothing more than paid liars that push increasingly absurd conclusions on populations that are all too often completely Oblivious about the truth anyway. They could care less. Beavers. Yeah, that's our problem. It's the beavers. About the existential threat of mass methane expulsion, it's already well underway. Formerly frozen methane deposits, terrestrial and seabed, are rapidly thawing and releasing all over the world. Climate engineering, in the attempt to hide it, is making it worse, not better. In many cases, the methane is literally exploding into the atmosphere. As I mentioned earlier in this broadcast, please search the term Siberian methane craters. View the images section. You'll be shocked at what you see and what we're not being told or shown by any official sources and matrix media. Craters on the Siberian tundra that are hundreds of feet wide, hundreds of feet deep. It looks like a nuclear war took place there. This is also occurring ...on the Arctic seabed where craters are 10 times bigger. It's been occurring for decades and it's accelerating rapidly. This phenomena is at the core of the underlying Bermuda Triangle ship sinking scenario. Methane deposits releasing on the seafloor creating an aerated water column. Ships have no buoyancy and they sink. For the record, there's thought to be enough methane in the Arctic alone stored in the form of hydrates and clathrates to turn our formerly thriving planet into a true sister of Venus. Search geoengineeringwatch.org Venus Syndrome to learn what most don't want to know. Again, I'm not talking about millennia out or centuries out or even decades out. We are in an unimaginably non-linear climate collapse scenario now. We don't have much time on the current course. Here's another example article with future projections that mean exactly nothing. This is from the Jerusalem Post. The article states, Iran could burn up in 30 years and not from a nuclear meltdown. They go on to say, according to the Middle East Institute, some 70% of all Iranians might need to leave the country to survive by 2050. This is a completely meaningless projection. If we remain in the current course, statistically, mathematically, we won't be here by 2030, if not far sooner than that. And even if 2050 was a valid date, shouldn't that shock people into focusing on the wider horizon? But it doesn't. So long as their immediate mortality isn't kicking in the front door, they will ignore it to the last possible second at the expense of their posterity that will never be if we remain on the current course. Here's another comment from the Geoengineering Watch thread from last week's broadcast this is another comment from eden lost to insanity i felt it particularly profound and appropriate and it elaborates on much that i reported in this broadcast so here it is yesterday marked an ominous milestone of 100 days talking about in texas not in a row with temperatures over 100 degrees since the first day of may the old record was set at only 42 days of 100 plus temperatures and it has now been 110 degrees or higher for that same number of 42 days while the old record was just 19 days that's for 110 degrees or more it usually goes from 95 degrees on one day to just 45 degrees the next around the middle to the end of november basically no fall season spoke about that earlier continuing with this comment and that has been the case here for the last five years in a row Mind you, it turns instantly from hot to cold, but we still get some occasional 95 to 100 degree days. Every single month of the year, the only exception being the deadly Texas chemical ice nucleation polar vortex in February of 2021. Brought up that earlier in this broadcast. Continuing, a cold front will be coming through tomorrow. And originally they had said we would drop down to the 80s for both Monday and Tuesday, but they haven't sprayed aerosols in the sky here for almost two months, since there has been no need to do so in order to keep this heat dome parked over Texas. And that all changed Saturday morning with heavy spraying from horizon to horizon, and now the updated forecast shows high temps in the upper 90s and right back to 108 on Wednesday, and then the temps will be soaring to over 100 degrees all over again. The only time they sprayed anything into the sky recently was to melt away rain clouds that could ease this exceptional drought and only drought-resistant gmo crops are surviving in texas this year before they begin spraying here i shined a bright light up into the sky last week and it looked like a laser beam shooting thousands of feet into the atmosphere from illuminating nanoparticles drifting here from other spraying operations in surrounding states and the gulf but last night it was extremely shocking this is after the spraying they mentioned because the beam showed millions more particles and only went up about 50 feet before it diffused out from a larger floating contamination that had acted like an invisible fog. My allergies have been mild with very little eye burning over the last two months, but ever since they started spraying again Saturday morning, I cannot stop sneezing. My eyes burn so bad that it's hard to keep them open. Tears run down my face constantly, and the air smells heavily of sulfur, making my nose and throat burn day and night. It hurts my lungs to breathe this filthy air, and I have no energy at all, plus The migraines have returned and there's no appetite. This is the worst summer I have ever experienced in my entire life. They are baking us alive, choking our lungs, and making it feel like acid was thrown into our eyes, nose, and down our throat. I just want to crawl up into a nice, cool cave somewhere and hibernate through this caustic inferno. But that wouldn't work either because my... The laser thermometer said the soil temperature is over 180 degrees in the sun and still over 100 degrees at night. Maybe if I could find an old abandoned missile silo and turn it into a walk-in freezer with a hundred HEPA filters to scrub the incoming air. I know, wishful thinking on my part. It has been so hot and so dry for so long that I've been getting to see small sand dunes forming in my front and backyard. At least 90% of my grass has baked to a crisp and blown away, leaving me with the impression that it will become a desert here in just a few short years, you know, like the coastal regions of Iraq, a new Texas desert with a high humidity and killer heat index values that go off the charts. We're almost there as it is. Again, my thanks to the commenter, Eden Lost to Insanity. As dark and dire truths increasingly come to light, what will happen to the former structure of so-called societies in which the populations have been taught, trained, and programmed from birth to blindly trust the so-called experts that they will soon find out, if they don't know already, have been blatantly lying to them about matters of the gravest importance. Whether or not those so-called experts actually believe their lies themselves won't matter, given the gravity of the consequences that we all now collectively face. Human beings are capable of so much good. What happened? It won't take a rogue asteroid or nuclear annihilation. Industrialized, militarized so-called society has looted, plundered, pillaged, and polluted our way to mathematically certain, extremely near-term self-annihilation with climate engineering raging above all of it. Here's a past report headline from The Guardian. Doubting Death how our brains shield us from mortal truth. The brain seems to categorize death as something that only befalls other people. This suggests that we shield ourselves mentally from existential threats. Far too many embrace what is sometimes known as the escape treadmill, where hard work, pub sessions at the local bar, checking mobile phones, sports games, deep dives into the world of scripted politics, and buying more stuff. What's all of this add up to? Far too many people are simply too busy by design to even think about death, so many people simply turn to thinking happy thoughts here 's my question in response: How many are far too focused on keeping their eyes wide shut and pretending everything will magically work out that they don 't give a moment of their life 's energy to worry about or truly care about life itself to ask theirself what responsibilities come with the gift of life? Yes, a gift that we didn 't give to ourselves we 're part of a whole. A hole that is now dying by the day, it didn't just happen, it's the result of industrialized, militarized, so called civilization, which includes climate engineering at the top of the list. The Earth changes that are currently unfolding, AKA mass extinction rates of everything, are actually occurring faster than in any time in Earth's geologic past. Doesn't matter if you don't believe it, denial won't stop what's coming. No, more correctly what's already kicking in the front door right now. So are we to face collapse by sitting idly on a church pew silently awaiting our fate? Is that what our maker would want? Is that what scripture and the great traditions teach? Short answer, no. Exactly the opposite. We're to man our individual posts in our individual circumstances to sound the alarm and to do our best to make a difference for the better until relieved of our post by our maker. We've all been entrusted as guardians of the greatest gifts of all, our free will, honor, virtue, morality. These we must protect at any cost, no matter what we face. If we hold to this compass heading, even against all odds... That's a life well-lived. That's a story that ends well, no matter how the dominoes fall. Each day is a day we will never get back. Each day is a day that we can choose to make our stand for all that we hold dear to evaluate what life is actually about, what matters, what doesn't, why we're here, what's our responsibility to the whole, what can provide unshakable solace even at this dark hour, The internal knowledge that you are doing your best to do your best to make a difference for the better, regardless of your individual circumstances, this is unshakable solace. Check the activist suggestions link on the homepage of geoengineeringwatch.org to learn specific details on how you can help to move this fight forward. The sand in the hourglass is running down by the day. Please, Make your voice heard while it can still make a difference. Stand immovable against the gathering storm. Our will can never be taken. We must never yield, ever. Until next week, this is Dane Wigington from geoengineeringwatch.org.